my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the second episode of the Almost (laughs) Almost Breakup Double Feature. Last time we had Jesse and Becky with season three's Breaking Up is Hard to Do in quotes in 22 Minutes. This time we have Danny and Vicky in season six, episode 11's Designing Mothers, which aired December 8th, 1992. I would have been 10 when this episode aired. So in this episode, Danny beats, <laughs> Danny meets Vicky's mother, an interior designer who redecorates Stephanie and Michelle's room without consulting him, and it leads to he and Vicky to argue and break up. So I haven't watched this episode in a while, but I didn't think they used the words break up. So let's read the DVD cover. (laughs) Oh, I like this. I like this. Vicky's piranha of a mama wants Danny to propose to her little girl. Now, mister. (laughs) This honestly is... One of the a good one that I have read in a very long that was creative to the max. All right, this episode's got a 6.8 out of 10 based on 208 ratings. We got Joel Zwick as the director. We got Jeff Franklin and Sarah Katz as a writer. Gloria Ketterer also as a writer on this episode. Let's see who all we got guest star. We got Vicky. We got Ken Kerman as a firefighter. We got Martha Quinn as Allison. And we got Jennifer Rhodes as Liz Larson. Let's take a look at Liz Larson here. The actress Jennifer Rhodes who plays her. Look, the last thing she did was this year an episode of NCIS. She was in an episode of Grace and Frankie. Uh, but, 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 let's see. Grey's Anatomy. What else has she done, like, in a long, long time? Let's see here. After, after, uh, yeah, it looks like the first thing she would have done would have been uh, Big Rose Double Trouble in 1974, a TV movie. Also, oh, we're going all the way back here. Oh, no, it's just... She was in two episodes of Charmed as Penny Graham's Hallowell in, like, 2003 to 2005. Okay. I want to see if there's anything. Oh, my goodness. She was in two episodes of Little Huts on the Prairie, Season 8, The King is Dead, and No Beast So Fierce. So, she was Mrs. Hale in one episode and then a nurse in the other. All right. She was also in the TV show Fame for three episodes. Doogie Hauser, she played Dr. Butterworth, Designing Women, just one episode of Full House, 
Oh, she was in an episode of Family Matters? Season 9's Lost in Space Part 1. Ooh, wait, okay. Wow. She was also in The Gilmore Girls and the spinoff to Party of Five, Time of Your Life. All right, let's move on from her. All right, we got user... We do not have a user review. Okay. We got trivia, though. Although Jennifer Rhodes is playing the mother of Gil Edwards' character, Vicky, Rhodes is actually only five years older. Oh, my gosh. Only five years older than Edwards in real life. Wow. Oh, there's a goof. Um, when Vicky and Danny have a fight because of Vicky's mother, they are seen talking in the backyard. Vicky walks over to Danny and kind of scuffs the ground in the process. Not only does her foot move, but the lawn moves with it. I'll just keep my eye on that scene. Character error. While at the radio station, Jesse leaves the room after thinking he got fired. Joey then goes after him, and as he's leaving the room, he calls out to John, the actor, instead of Jess, the character. That I am watching for a hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so before I get into the episode itself, I want to welcome all you Tanner newbies, aka new podcast listeners who are just jumping aboard the Tanner train for the first time, aka the podcast. I want to say welcome, and I want to let you know where you can find the podcast to listen to. You can go and download the SoundCloud app. You can also download the podcast app. And just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast, and all my Lanto Holy Chalupas podcasts will pop up. Now, the thing with this podcast, I don't always do weekly episodes. It might be twice a month. It might be every week. It depends on which series or double feature of episodes I'm going to be covering. Because I do not do episode by episode, season by season. I want to change things up. I want to go by theme based on either holiday, character... Or, like, for June, I covered Father's Day series. This July, I'm doing the Almost double break, uh, almost Breakup double feature. Last year, I actually covered the Breakup da- double feature of Danny and Vicky, the actual breakup, and Steve and DJ's breakup. In August, I'll be covering the Sisters Double Feature Part 2, which will cover the Hole in the Wall Gang and Sisters in Crime. And then next year, 2023, I will be covering a Part 3, which will cover the Prying Game and Claire in Present Danger. In September, I'll be covering two back-to-school episodes... Yeah. <laughs> with Stephanie Gets Framed and also Working Girl. I do cover more of what I'm going to be covering as we kind of run out the year from uh, September through December and then my schedule for 2023. And with the way that I have it set up, the full house portion of the podcast will be ending at the very end of 2023. And then the episodes of full house that I have yet not covered for the podcast, I will be covering in 2024. That doesn't necessarily mean that once I finish fuller houses episodes in 2024, that the podcast is necessarily going to end. I can, there's a plethora of full house things I could do. I could cover Full House Stephanie books. 
you know, appropriate fan fiction. I can look up some of that stuff and just, um, just different things, different things. I would even love to do like top five. I could even do a collaboration of like top five moments of certain episodes based on situation or best character scenes or just, I'm just, there's so many endless possibilities that I could do with the podcast, even though it's going to be coming to an end in a couple years. So sometimes things change where I say I'm going to do this set of episodes, but then something comes up in my life and I got to switch things around. And so instead of a month, Four episodes, a series, I end up doing a double feature, or only three episodes. It, it happens sometimes, but luckily not too often. Where you can find the podcast on social media. It has its own Instagram, its own Facebook page, its own Twitter, its own email address. So if you just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast on Facebook, the All My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Like it, follow it, so you know what set of episodes I'm going to be doing. And when it, towards the end of the month, I usually will throw up what I will usually post what episodes I'm going to be covering for the following month. I also do do episodes for cast members' birthdays. Like in July, we have Michael Campion, who plays Jackson Fuller on Fuller House. He has a birthday I'm going to be covering. I believe it's called Driving Mr. Jackson. And then in August, John Stamos has a birthday. I'll be covering the episode from season seven. Uh, what's it called? Oh my God, I'm blanking on it. Another opening, another no show. I'll be covering that for John Stamos's birthday. So, yep. Instagram is going to be, I believe it is the OMHC Full House Fuller House podcast or pod. Twitter is OMHC Full House. And the email address, if you'd like to email me with your Full House memories, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you've been listening to the podcast for a bit or just joining in, you've listened to a few episodes and you're liking it, Go to iTunes, your podcast app, search the Full House, Fuller House podcast, and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis to describe episode titles from Full House. I would love to try my hand at guessing those. All five-star reviews do, of course, get help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans, new and old like yourselves. Another thing that does set this podcast apart from other Full House and Fuller House podcasts is this is a clean podcast meant for ears of all ages. I wanted to create a podcast where I could bring both shows together because I grew up with Full House as a child, watched it on reruns well into my adulthood years, and I still do, not just for the podcast, but for my own personal enjoyment. And I loved catching up with the characters and their new adventures in Fuller House. So I wanted to be able to create a safe, fun, enjoyable, memorable space for those that have grown up with the show, but also have children that they're integrating into Full House and making new memories with Fuller House. 
I wanted to have a safe space that you guys could listen to this with your kids and not have to worry about language or, you know, expletives or inappropriate content. I just wanted to keep this free and clear and just be just about the memories and my own memories and the situation sometimes make me recall things about my own childhood. You know, I throw in stories and stuff like that. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into the cold open before we officially get into the episode. All right. Like I said, I have not watched this in a while, so I I forgot that with Jesse and Joey being the radio show hosts, the Rush Hour Renegades, that they are getting a new boss. And sometimes with jobs, when you get a new boss, you're really like, I'm nervous about who this new person is, their new set of rules, how's it going to affect the morale here amongst the co-workers. All right, well, we got Becky with Nikki and Alex, who are about two at this point. And she, she has them at the little table in the kitchen. And she's like, all right, boys, you're never too young to like lima beans. I, you couldn't pay me money to eat a lima bean. Or peas are, I don't know, I've just mm, never been into, green beans, yes, peas, lima beans, no thank you. Oh, here, you want to try some? And right away, the twin in green is putting it in, like, no, like, ew, backing it with, ew, no. (laughs) And, of course, like, oh, oh, the one in green is Alex. And she's like, oh, okay. It's almost like, oh, this isn't going like I wanted. Like, hey, Nick, how about you? And right away, Nikki's like, mm-mm, shaking the head. Like, mm-mm, no. Becky just is like, uh, kind of throws in the towel. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe you are too young. So, doorbell rings. Becky's going to go get it. Like, all right, boys, you know what? If you finish your lima beans, you get to have dessert, okay? So, Michelle's sitting there on... That chair that's right by the kitchen counter, and it's just, he looks so high up there that he'd have to make a leap just to get down. So, you know that Michelle, of course, is a big fan of dessert, especially when it comes to cake and cookies. So, so hmm, okay, boys, let me show. I bet anything she's going to get comment in on this and have comment eat. There's not even that many lima beans on that little plate, but I think that's what she's going to do. She's going to bring Comet over, like, here, Comet, eat these lima beans for us so we can have dessert. And Comet is right over there. Yep, he's over by uh, the stairs there. And Michelle says, I'll show you guys how to get dessert. Yep, she calls Comet, and he comes over, like, oh, what's up? Okay, I think we have a running for worst outfit of the episode already, and it's just in this cold open. We'll see if there's anything worse than this. Michelle's wearing a white t-shirt with a bunch of multicolored buttons, like, along the collar and the front of it. Just, uh, the, at first I thought they were, like, Fruit Loops. But, uh, yeah, the comment just goes, you know, and that's the thing when they say with dogs, the dogs will eat, like, anything you put in front of them, pretty much. Cats, not so much. Cats are more picky. I could give my cat tuna once, like, I think I was making something with tuna in it one time, just to see what she would do. And she immediately turned her nose up at it, like, no, thank you. And that's the thing, I really, when it comes to wet cat food she is more about like the chicken the turkey the beef but when it comes to like salmon fish and tuna she's not about that 
Oh, Nikki says, good dog. Michelle's <laughs> like, hey, just be cool, all right? She'll never know. Well, get Comet out of there. He's sitting right by the table. You think that that's not going to be like, hmm, interesting that you ate these lima beans? Oh, Comet, let me check your mouth. Is your tongue green? I don't think lima beans turn your tongue green, but, uh, ew. Licking his lips. So there's evidence right there. Apparently someone dropped off a package. Becky comes in like, oh, Michelle, how'd you do? And Becky is astonished. Like, hey, how'd you get him to finish those lima beans? Well, I don't think it's too... You look, the dog is literally right there licking its lips. And like, eh, it's a kid thing. You wouldn't get it. And Becky is just like, oh, really? And we see Comet rest his face on that empty dish. Guilty party. He's... <laughs> yeah, he's going to give you away. She shrugs her shoulders, puts her hands up. Like, I don't know. Don't look at me. <laughs> and that's a cold open. That was cute. I really like that. Never too young to like lima beans. You want to try that for me? Oh, no. <laughs> How about Nick? No. Huh? No? Okay, maybe you are too young. Oh, she mixed oh, it in with something. And you know what, you guys? If you finish these delicious lima beans, you can have dessert. Oh, yeah, she hops right down. I'll show you guys how to get dessert. Comment. Yeah, right. The evidence is right there. How'd you there. do, Michelle? Hey, how'd you get them to finish their lima beans? Well, it's a kid thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Guilty party right there. Okay, so Becky's reclined down on the couch. She's reading a magazine. Um, I think we have a um, new runner in the worst outfit of the episode. It's kind of going to bump Michelle to second place. Becky is wearing this shoulderless top that is made of blue denim. It's got kind of a um, crimped feel to it. Just the way that the fabric is uh, cut and stitched at the top. It just looks really, I don't like it at all. She's like, hey, how's the Rush Hour Renegades? Because Jesse and Joey come in and they just look depressed and just like, uh, did not have a good day. And Joey's like, doomed, but thanks for asking. And Jesse sits down on the couch next to Becky and gives her a kiss and says, yeah, the uh, radio station's getting a new manager. He's, her name is Allison the Axe Axelrod. And the rumor is... That she's firing everybody and switching to classical music, which I don't. How many radio stations play classical, and how many people are listening to them? I mean, I don't even. I don't even listen to the radio stations anymore. Maybe as a kid, when you didn't have other options, but now I, you know, I, I do the Spotify thing. I listened to that, and I got my nice mix of music that I grew up with from my childhood, teenage years, adult years, all that stuff. And Jess says, just to clarify, we're talking pre-blue suede shoes here. 
And, and she always like face adjust. We're dust. Yesterday's garbage. Like Becky just put us out on the curb. Cause Joey's sitting on the arm of the couch. And jo Jesse's like, yeah, it's trash day. And he gets up. It's like they're gonna go sit and wallow on the front porch. So Becky doesn't want to hear this defeatist attitude. She says, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, get back here, sit down. What is with you guys? You're professionals. And she says, you know, prior to getting the job at Wake Up San Francisco, she was on uh, Up and Adam Omaha. Good morning, Omaha is what it was called. She says she had to sign off with a pig call when she did the, she had to do the farm reports as Becky the milkmaid, and she had to sign off with a pig call. Sue! <laughs> and here comes Comet. It's like, eh, it's not a porker, but you get it. How <laughs> that got whistles from the audience. And here comes Comet trotting in. It's not a porker, but close. <laughs> she pats Comet on the back of the head. Comet definitely, because they've had this dog for two years now. They He first made his appearance in season four. And... He has definitely shown a little bit of grain in his muzzle. I recognize the same thing with season four of Punky Brewster. Brandon was showing gray in his muzzle. It's like, wow, that happens quickly, it seems like. Hey, guys. How are the Rush Hour Renegades? Doomed, but thanks for asking. Yeah. The radio station's getting a new manager. Allison the Axe Axelrod. I hear that she's firing everybody and switching to classical music. We're talking three blue suede shoes here. <laughs> Let's face it, Jess. We're history. Dust. Yesterday's garbage. Becky just put us out on the curb. That's trash day. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get back here. Sit down. Now, what is wrong with you guys? You're professionals. You know, when I was on Good Morning Omaha, I had to do the farm reports as Becky the Milkmaid. They made me sign off with a pig call. Well, not a porker, but close. So Danny comes in and sees Jesse's got his hand, his shoes on the coffee table. Like, can you please get your feet off the coffee table? Vicky's mother's going to be here. She's an interior designer. I really don't want scuff marks on my coffee table. And Jesse's like, Danny, relax, all right? She's not going to check out your house, your coffee table. She's here to check you out. Yeah. And Danny's in denial. He's like, oh, no, she's not. She's in town accepting an interior designer or decorator award. And Jesse's like, yeah. That and the grill you like a shish kebab. It's like, yeah, she wants to see who her 30-something-year-old daughter is dating and who she's serious about. I mean, no, the proposal at Disney World has not happened because this is just midway through season six. But I don't think that that a parent needs to be grilling their grown adult child's significant other. I mean, if the kid is like a teenager and they're starting to, just starting to date for the first time, sure, you want to find out who they're going out with. But Vicky is in her 30s. I don't think that's necessary. And Joey, <laughs> they're just putting so much pressure on Danny and making him equally stressed out and semi-paranoid. 
Joey's like, you know, uh, Danny, once you meet the mother, the whole relationship kind of changes. Joey says, you know, this is a real milestone for you and Vicky. And Danny is all, well, Vicky and I are doing great. I mean, you know, they're working on that long distance relationship. Things are solid. Except for, oh my goodness gracious, this tie. I think this one's going to be in the running too for worst. Okay, it's the tie against the gray black checked shirt underneath with the grayish suit jacket. Ah, Danny, what is with that tie? I, ooh, it's like. Uh, kind of plumish purple with greenish, like a light green leaves on it. It's really tacky. It is very tacky. And Danny tells Joey, it's like, her mom's not here to check me out. I'm not worried. Like, yeah, you are. I don't know if this is correct. Because Joey says, you know, this is also your chance to check her out. But you meet the mom, you see what the daughter's going to look like in about 20 years. Joey, that is not true. Stop it. Uh, fill in Danny's head with nonsense and lies. And Danny's just trying to play it cool. It's like, hey, fine, let her check me out. I'll check her out. And then ding dong, there's the bell. Stephanie says, it's checkout time. <laughs> uh, I think that, yeah, that definitely is nerve-wracking, meeting your significant other's parents. Especially if you, they've been dating since season five. So they've been dating for probably, what, a year or so? I remember meeting Jeremy's parents. Well, first his mom, because his parents are divorced. I met his mom and his brother on the same day. I remember because we both had, you know, the same two days off from our job because we worked at the same place. And he's like, hey, why don't you come over? My mom will make dinner. You can meet her. I'm like, okay. So we did that. Actually, now that I think about it, no, we met my dad. No, he met my, Jeremy met my dad. And Pam and my sister were all there, like, oh, bring him over so we can see this guy that you're you're dating. You know, it's the first person I ever dated, so they're like, we got to meet this guy. So, yeah, it, it went really, really well. I mean, I don't know if he was nervous or not. I mean, maybe I was a smidge nervous. I don't know. But then the next day, I would admit... Well, I would have met his brother first, and then his mom. And the thing, it was really cool. She was very, very nice, the sweetest lady. And she got KFC for dinner. I'm like, okay, this. And I remember, because we're flipping through the channels on the TV, and Full House was on, and it was the the Heartbreak Kid, the Valentine's Day episode. So we watched that, and <laughs> it was a, it was a good day. It definitely was. She's you know such a nice lady. She still is to this day. We talk all the time. She reads the books I recommend. It's it's great. It really really is.
And and through her, you know, because she is a type 1 diabetic, and so is, you know, my husband Jeremy. Through her and my dating Jeremy, you know, I did get a crash course in type 1 diabetes. And seeing someone have low blood sugar and all of that. So it's like you're dating this person, but you're also accepting the responsibility that they do have a disease. And that's one of those things, like, if you're going to be in a relationship with this person, you're going to have to accept that there are certain responsibilities, you know, they can pretty much manage it themselves, but if something happens and they need your help, you can't doubt yourself and you got to jump into action and take care of it. So, yeah. And then I did, I think it was like a week later, I met his dad and... His dad's pretty cool. I mean, definitely, Jeremy does look a lot like his dad, so. <laughs> with, with, Joe, with Joey's comment there about, oh, you'll say what the daughter's going to look like in 20 years. It's like, eh, come on now. But, yeah, overall, good experience all around. And I remember because once we did the parental slash sibling introductions, it would have been... Gosh, when was it? I swear it was, I think it was like April that the following year around Easter, the family had to get together. I'm like, okay, let's bring you to meet the rest of my extended family. <laughs> so that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. No. Everyone was on their best behavior. Oh my God. We have so many runnings now for worst outfit. I'm going to have to kind of keep a little list here so we can kind of like, Check them off, like, okay, who's in first? Because I'm only doing three of them. But uh, I think that Stephanie's outfit here with the vest and the mustard, dry ground mustard yellow shirt, long sleeve button-up she's wearing is definitely now in the running. I mean, oh, my goodness. Oh, Jess. Oh, please. Uh, look, Vicky's gonna be here any minute with her mom, and she's an interior decorator, and I don't want any footprints on the table. Don't worry about that. She's not gonna be checking out footprints. She came here to check you out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't. She's in town accepting an interior decorating award. Yeah, that and to grill you like a shish kebab. <laughs> you know, Danny, once you meet the mother, everything in the relationship changes. This is a real milestone for you and Vicky. Come on, Joey. Vicky and I are doing great. Her mom's not here to check me out. I'm not worried. Well, you know, this is also your chance to check her out. You meet the mom... See what the daughter's going to look like in about 20 years. Joey, what have you ever been in that situation? Fine, check me out. I'll check her out. I got nothing to hide. It's checkout time. <laughs> yeah, so Danny opens the door, and there is Vicky with her mother. And Vicky is just beaming like, Mom, this is Danny. <clears throat> I, I definitely can tell that that woman does not look much older than Vicky. I mean, they both have the red hair, so there's that. They're both wearing similar shades of lipstick. And Vicky says, Danny, this is my mother, Liz Larson. He looks beyond freak. He's like, hi. <laughs> he is so nervous. And, you know, he's below. He's like, oh, it's nice to meet you, Liz. He shakes her hand. and Oh, congratulations on your 
your award. And Alyssa's, oh, well, it's nice to finally meet you, Danny. But, I mean, as polite as she is being, there is a bit of a stiffness. And it's like she is, with her eyes, she is, like, really studying Danny. Like, she is really, like, uh, no one likes to be judged. <laughs> or, um... Or scrutinized, really, and it's just like that's what she's kind of. And Vicky sounds like, oh, it's nice to finally have everyone meeting. So depending on where Vicky's mom lives, so this is probably the only real opportunity. Like, like, hey, while you're accepting an award, won't you your award? Won't you meet my boyfriend of one year? And of course, let's meet the rest of the family as Vicky introduces Liz to Joey. Rebecca, wait, did she say Jesse? Because she says Joey, Rebecca, Comet, and Stephanie and Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> why are we introducing the dog before Stephanie and Michelle? I mean, I get it, he's part of the family, but... She calls Jesse Jess, like this is Joey, Jess, Rebecca, Comet, Stephanie and Michelle. <laughs> Foot and mouth. Michelle, always, always telling it like it is. Dad, Vicky's gonna look good when she gets old. Oh, girl, of all the times to say that is now is not the time. <laughs> oh my god, what are they dressing everyone in? The only one that seems to have any sense of style and I'm not into fashion, but wow. Michelle, she's got these black with the white polka dot suspenders over this rose printed shirt. That is, everyone, who, who's dressing everyone this episode? Vicky, honestly, is the only one I think she's going to get the best outfit award just because what she's wearing goes great together. It's like a, um... I don't know what shade of purple this is. It looks like a cross between like lavender and lilac shirt with a plaid like blue, uh, no, a uh, couple different shades of purple and pink and white plaid blazer. It's really nice. I really, really like it. Granted, it kind of contrasts with her red hair, but yeah. That Liz is like, <laughs> I wonder where she got that from. And she turns to Danny. And again, insert foot and mouth here. But Danny's like, <laughs> kids, I think everyone's old. I mean, if I'm old, then that must make you. Uh, he's, he's nervous. He's, he rambles. We know that about Danny. He, he, he rambles when he's nervous. But sometimes they can turn into insults. And you don't necessarily want to insult the mother of the woman you're dating. He says, I'm ancient, so that would make you. <laughs> Vicky's like, Danny, oh my gosh, this was going so well at first. <laughs> Luckily, he just laughed. They all laugh at all. <laughs> Let's go take a tour of the house or something, anything. So, yeah, he's like, hey, kids, why don't you show Liz the rest of the house? And Michelle's like, my room first. I'm like, sweetie, you share that room with Stephanie, but okay. Liz follows the girls up the stairs and Danny and Vicky are walking up the stairs behind Liz and Danny's just like, oh boy, like will this day end soon, please, because I can't take anymore. 
Mom, this is Danny. Danny, this is my mother, Liz Larson. Hi. It's, uh, it's nice to meet you, Liz. And congratulations on your award. Well, it's nice to meet you, Danny. <laughs> nice to have you both meeting. Uh, Mom, this is Joey and Jess, Rebecca, Comet, Stephanie, and Michelle. Dad, Vicky's gonna look good when she gets old. <laughs> Kids, you know them, everybody's old. They think I'm ancient, so that would make you. Danny! <laughs> Oh <laughs> Kids, why don't you uh, show Liz the rest of the house? Oh, yeah. My room first! Yeah, it's good. Let's hurry on up there. Oh, boy. So, yeah, looks like we just got a small pinup picture of, I'm guessing that's Tommy Page, because it's been over a season. But definitely, when it comes to Stephanie, her wall is mainly going to be ballet poses you know posters of ballet dancer poses there's also a picture of oh it's like a centerfold picture almost but it's of a waterfall and miss larson is just kind of looking at everything giving her own little interior decorator mind a uh you know Checking out the room and, you know, Stephanie asked, like, hey, I mean, since you're an interior decorator, what would you recommend, you know, if you were to change things up a bit in this room? And, of course, Dana's like, girls, girls, Liz is not at work today. Let's not. Uh... <laughs> so she says corbels, which I'm guessing that's what that. I don't know what crown molding is, but I don't know what a corbel is either. But she's, you know, talking about the window seat that has Michelle's dollhouse and a bunch of stuffed animals. I don't think I've ever in this show's run seen the, um, anyone's like sitting over there, like just hanging out. I mean, that is prime spot. You open those little shutter things that are covering the window that would be a prime spot to just chill and read i would love that if i were building a house that would be a bit that would be a thing it's like i need I want windows i want a nice little nook window seats so i can just chill and just look out and just read a book and just yeah that would be a have to be a key feature in my home would be a whole room just dedicated to, you know, my books and, you know, a nice library. I could have my books on display instead of having them in totes in a storage unit. <laughs> I mean, I have some books on display, but still, I mean, my entire library could fit in a decently sized room. <laughs> so, Stephanie's like, Miss Larson, what would you do if you're redecorating this room for, uh, an heiress and a princess or a fifth grader and her sister is like she's just kind of curious like hey you're here even though you're not working today you are a interior designer and I would love to get some feedback it's like yes they've had this room like this for six seasons I think it does definitely need to be changed up from geometric shape wallpaper to something a little more 
flashier. Oh my gosh, I love the room when it's redone. It is gorgeous. I would love that room as a kid. And Danny's like, hold up, girls. Miss Lar Mrs. Larson is not at work today. And I love how Liz puts on her... I'm going to call them her work glasses because she wants to really look at this room from her interior decorator brain. Gotta put on my, let me put on my glasses here. Let me really look. And she's like, okay, so in here, I would, I think I would splash these walls with bright colors. I'd be like, oh, splashing bright colors. I love it already. Yes, yes. Keep going. Keep going. And Michelle's like, oh, I did that with my finger paints. Daddy didn't like it. And she also adds, I'd use contrasting patterns to make the room vibrate with youth and excitement. And it's certainly like, I love it. She's youth and I'm excitement. I love this. And Stephanie is all for, both girls are just, yes, please. He's like, come on, Dad, can we splash this room and make it vibrate? And of course, and he's like, I don't know, girls. I mean, why change a room that doesn't need changing or change for the sake of change? Who needs that? Like, come on. The room needs to be changed up. It's been that way for six years. We need to change things up. And get, take a long, good, hard look at that pencil bed, guys, because it is going bye-bye this episode. It is going boop. She's had that pencil bed since season three. Yes, season three. She's, so, yeah, about four years. Not bad. Cute bed. Yeah, he's like, well, why change a perfectly good room? Let's not have a change for the sake of change. Oh, shot down. This sucks. <sighs> and here she's going to scrutinize Danny again. Like, oh, Danny, you know, I understand. I see clients like you all the time. Yeah, she says some people are just uncomfortable with change. And the way that she is looking at Danny is like, she's just, yeah. Really trying to figure him out and where he fits in her daughter's world. Because she knows that this relationship is a long-distance relationship. And she's going to get to the point where she says, What is my daughter even doing with you? If this relationship isn't going anywhere, then why is she wasting her time with you? If it's not going to lead to a trip down the aisle, does it really need to even be? But then again, she definitely is overstepping here. And even here, just scrutinizing it, it's like, both Danny and Vicky are well into their 30s. They're adults. They don't need an overbearing mother coming in and saying, well, well, from my standpoint, when I'm seeing with the two of you, they don't need that. They don't need you butting in. And we don't know Vicky's mother's marital status. We don't know about her dad. We don't know about... Her parents, are they divorced? We don't learn any of that. And Danny's a lot. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable with change. I mean, I change my socks every day. And what can Vicky honestly say? She's not standing up to her mother saying, Mom, please don't do this, okay? I'm a grown woman. I can make my own choices and handle my own relationship. So, Liz, what do you think? Oh, Window seat, uh, corbels. This room has all the classic features. Mrs. Larson, 
What would you do if you were redecorating this room for, say, an heiress or a princess or a fifth grader and her sister? <laughs> Hold on, girls. Mrs. Larson is not at work today. Oh, no, no. It's, it's perfectly all right. <laughs> now, in here, I think that I would splash these walls with bright colors. I did that with my finger paints. Daddy didn't like it. <laughs> and I'd use contrasting patterns to make the room vibrate with youth and excitement. Perfect. She's youth and I have excitement. I mean, the room itself is so, Dad, bland with think? that Can wallpaper. Splash the room and make it vibrate. Please, please. Oh, girls, why, why change a perfectly good room? Let's not just have change for the sake of change. Oh. <laughs> no, Danny, I understand. Uh, you know, I see clients like you all the time. Some people are just uncomfortable with change. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable with change. I, I, I change my socks every day. Twice if it's humid. <laughs> so now we get downstairs and DJ is asking Steve, like, Steve, come on, there's 25 guys on the wrestling team. Isn't there somebody you could set Kimmy up with? Yeah, Kimmy's like, you gotta be able to fix me up with one of them. Why? I mean, is this the whole thing where Kimmy feels like she's competing with, like, oh, DJ's got a wrestling boyfriend. I kind of want to, I want an athletic boyfriend, too. And Steve is just like, you know, Kimmy, it's, it's not that easy. I mean, Bobby's going with someone. Chuck's still not over his last girlfriend. But, you know, he doesn't want to mince sports. Like, all the other guys know you, basically. <laughs> They're not... Not to mention she's been suspended. Yeah, she's been suspended from the wrestling team multiple times because she was the towel, towel girl where you're supposed to go and mop up the sweat from the wrestling guy's faces, arms, what have you. But she was doing it while they weren't sweaty. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. We're not, we're not doing that, Kimmy. So, yeah, I can imagine that they really would want nothing to do with Kimmy. Let's not give up yet. There are 25 guys on the wrestling team. you got to be able to fix me up with one of them. <laughs> well, you know, Kimmy, it's not that easy. Uh, Bobby's going with someone, and Chuck's still not over his last girlfriend, and all the other guys know you. Yeah, so DJ and Steve and Kimmy, they're all sitting around the table. They got cookies and milk and whatnot, and they're just hanging out. And Danny's like, oh, good, here's the rest of my family. <laughs> well, one of them. Yeah, Liz, this is my eldest daughter. This is DJ, her boyfriend Steve, and her friend Kimmy. says... He doesn't even refer to Steve as her boyfriend. He just says, oh, her friends, Kimmy and Steve. Danny, they've been dating for, well, not as long as Danny and Vicky, but even so. It's like, she's his girlfriend. He's her boyfriend. You can say it, even if you don't want to accept it. And Danny's like, oh, no, they don't live here. They just eat here. Oh, Kimmy, again, awkwardness. She stands up, oh, what do you think of our Mr. T? And then she, like, looks, looks Danny up, like, he's a little skinny, but he's also uptight. Oh, yes. 
Vicky gets interrupted by her beeper going off. It's her office. Like, oh, I got to take this call. I'll be right back. So, yeah, this is going to be extremely awkward with Liz and Danny being alone. Because we already know she's been scrutinizing Danny. And now she is really going to dig her heels into what is the relationship um, she knows that her daughter and Danny are dating, but what is she wants to know the end goal of what this relationship is like? Is this going anywhere? <laughs> of course, Danny's like, hurry back, and Kimmy's like standing the obvious. So <laughs> this is awkward. Like, yeah, Kimmy, we get it. It is awkward. Why are you making it worse? Oh come on, D Kimmy, really? like meeting mom I guess that means wedding bells uh okay like yeah we need to get Kimmy out of here please yeah she starts saying that here comes the bride all dressed in white like Steve takes Kimmy and puts her over his shoulder of course her face is right looking at his his bum bum and she <laughs> Like, oh, Steve, from this angle, your caboose looks really good. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, Steve Arena, from this angle, your caboose looks really good. <laughs> I love how DJ just kind of sits, because he, he takes Kimmy, puts her over his shoulder, and goes out the door, back door with her. And DJ's got Steve's jacket, and when Kimmy says that about Steve's, <laughs> DJ's just like, oh. Kimmy, what are we going to do with you, girl? <laughs> A couple claps from the audience. Oh, good. Everybody, um, I'd like you to meet uh, Vicky's mom, Liz Larson. Hi. Liz, this is my daughter, DJ. Hi, DJ. And her friends, Kimmy and Steve. Hi. They don't live here. They just eat here. <laughs> so, what do you think of our Mr. T? He's a little skinny, but he's also uptight. <laughs> oh, that's me. Uh... Oh, it's my office. I'm sorry. I gotta take this. Well, hurry back. <laughs> so, this is awkward. Yeah. Why did you have to say it out loud? We Meeting know it's mom. awkward. I guess that means wedding bells. Here comes like, he looks at Kimmy and says, can you get her out of here, please? Yeah. So now that Liz and Danny are alone, she says, you know, Danny, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that the subject has come up, yeah, because she's like, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that the subject has come up, I'd really like to hear your opinion on it, on the subject. And Danny thinks she's talking about, you know, Steve's butt. <laughs> no, she's not talking about that. She's talking about what Kimmy brought up. Wedding bells. Yeah, and Danny being he's nervous, he's gonna joke. That's how he deflects this. He's like, oh, to give it much, I haven't really given much thought to Steve Arino's caboose. And she says, I'm talking about marriage. And he's like, uh, uh marriage and it's I'm sure that maybe at one point that might have flitted across his mind but right now he and Vicky are working on a long distance relationship and 
I'm sure at this point in their relationship, since they've, whether they've dated, been dating for a year or not, I don't know. Perhaps marriage is in the cards. And Danny, of course, he's avoiding the question. And he's like, well, I think marriage is a wonderful thing if, you know, you're thinking about marriage. And he, yeah, he goes over, <laughs> the coffee pot just happens to be on the kitchen counter for convenience sake. And so he can keep deflecting this question and giving Liz an answer, which she doesn't need because it really is not any of her business. Her daughter and her boy, you know, her daughter and boyfriend's relationship really isn't. And we see her going, hmm, as she's putting her hands on her hips. Like, she's really, really, she's analyzing, she's scrutinizing Danny. Like, is he really a worthy partner, suitable spouse for my daughter? I mean, you, you look at the facts. Danny's been married once. He's got three daughters. He's got a friend. A brother-in-law and his wife and their two kids living in that house. That is a big, big thing. And plus, Vicky has a job that she really loves and she really enjoys in Chicago. So for her to drop all that and just find something in San Francisco to be married to Danny, I mean, that is a major, major, she would be giving up quite a bit. Granted, she would also be gaining a lot in being married to Danny in a house full of people. But that's not up for Liz to make that decision for her daughter. And why does it matter? I mean, she feels like, oh, she feels like, well, I don't see why Vicky needs to be wasting her time in a relationship that clearly is not going to go anywhere. Like, if it's not going to lead to marriage, then what is she doing with you? Why the heck does she need to meddle in her daughter's life to begin with? And Danny's like, oh, yeah, Liz, yeah, we're going somewhere. We're next month, we're going to Napa Valley. What's Napa Valley? I think you answered your own question with that question, Liz. She's like, hmm, she gives you this, hmm, with the hands on the hips. She says, do you always make a joke to avoid a question? Well, Danny has made several jokes in the last five minutes to deflect on your question of marriage. I mean... If he were, any, you know, anyone else, he would have said, you know, Liz, I appreciate hearing your concern, but Vicky and my relationship really is none of your business. When we decide, if we decide to get married, will be a decision that she and I will make together that has no concern of you at all. And that's not being rude, it's just saying... That has nothing to do with you. Lining up other pos possible prospects of suitable dating partners for Vicky. Like, Vicky, you know, you're in Chicago. I actually know some eligible bachelors that have not been married. They don't have children. And they happen to live in the same city that you live in. Let me give you their numbers. You know, I, I go then with the um, interior decorator circuit all the time I go to these <laughs> things and I meet a lot of a lot oh my gosh I was just thinking about that Mrs. Doubtfire Pierce Bronson was also I thought he had he was in that a similar type of field or 
whether I think it was just him like getting businesses and having people like do interior decorating for him. So, and again, another joke. He's like, no, no, I don't avoid questions. <laughs> Sometimes I even shampoo the dog. That joke fell so flat, I can't even believe it was written. And Danny's like, there you go again, as he takes a sip of coffee. And thank Vicky, what has been going on? How long was this conversation? He's like, oh, what did I miss? I'm back. I'm like, thank goodness. And she asks, how are you two doing? And Danny's like, great. And Liz says, great. And Vicky's like, so happy and so oblivious to what's going on. Great! It's like, read the room. Read the... the n n <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Danny, I wasn't going to say anything, but um, well, since don't. it's come up, what are your feelings on the subject? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't given that much thought to Steve Arino's caboose. <laughs> I'm talking yes. about marriage. Marriage? Hmm. Well, I, I think marriage is, is a wonderful thing, if, uh, if you want to wind up uh, married. <laughs> Coffee? Hmm. Danny, I would hate for Vicky to uh, waste her time in a relationship that wasn't going anywhere. Oh, no, 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 Liz, we're going somewhere. Just next month, we're going to Napa Valley. <laughs> make jokes when you want to avoid a subject? No, no, sometimes I shampoo the dog. <laughs> there I go again. So how are you two doing? Great. 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 <laughs> I mean, I guess she wants her boyfriend and her mom to get along and everything, but Vicky, and I don't think that Danny is going to bring up their little conversation. But the way that Liz uses decorating Stephanie and Michelle's room as a way to quote-unquote apologize for basically backing Danny into a corner with that whole marriage conversation that he wasn't ready for. And I'm just kind of thinking about the fact that it seems like nowadays kids are staying with their parents longer, like well into their 20s. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, people are even waiting well into their late, early 30s to marry and have kids and everything. And I think it's like, yeah, you people now are waiting longer, doing what they want to do as far as going to school, getting a career, and kind of making, well, setting up shop, establishing a life before they find a successful, you know, life partner. And everything like that. You know, you want to have your ducks in a row so you're ready to, like, look for prospects for a future spouse. And that way, yeah, you know, all the, all the hard work is done. It's like, okay, now we can find somebody and if we are compatible, we can get married and look into having kids and stuff like that. And I think that's honestly is a really good way. To kind of start, you, you get, you live a little, you have life, and you just get what you want to do established and down pat. 
and and then you you know everyone does things differently some people are like i want to get married first have kids and then look for a career and everything like you know everyone does things differently so whether or not it's in the cards for danny and vicky to marry which sadly that did not come to pass even in fuller house when we got to see vicky we didn't learn anything about whether she had gotten married in her time whether she'd had children we don't learn really any of that. It's been 20 plus years. We just, we don't know what has been her life. Has she stayed, stayed single the whole time? I mean, Danny, we saw in the pilot of Fuller House, had been married to Terry Tanner, who we saw in the pilot and never saw again. We didn't know anything about her. Let's go on to uh, plot B here with Jesse and Joey and them dealing with possible change-ups in management at their job. So, Danny, Danny, ugh, excuse me, Joey is kind of like, hey, I know you love rock and roll, Jess, but seriously, let's give this classical thing a try. Let's just, just hear me out on this. You know, if that's what our new boss is going to want, then it doesn't hurt to kind of give in a little bit. Flight of the Bumblebee, and Joey starts doing the, and Jesse's like into it for a second, and then he starts rolling up the piece of paper in his hand and like swats Joey over the head with it, and Joey acts like a dying bee. <laughs> Joey is so into this, he's not even paying, like, Joey, look at these numbers that I've concocted here with these, this music, look at our ratings, Joey, Joey! Uh, and the only way to get his attention is to whack him over the head with a rolled up piece of paper because he is just so far gone into this B world that is, is he needs to be brought back down to earth. Jesse's like, it's not just rock and roll. Look at these ratings. The people love us out here. But yeah, they're really talking their disdain about classical music. Joey's like, you know what, Jess, you're right. I say we go down fighting with this. And just stand our ground at what we want. And I gotta say, I'm loving just uh Jesse's hair. Joey's hair, especially the mullet, is gone for the time being. At least until what? Season I think he brings it back in season eight and is full on lines main, but I like it here with the shortness. No, Jesse's doing the whole brother man thing. <laughs> and they're just being goofy with each other. So they're going to stand their ground like, hey, it's like we do rock and roll or we walk. Take your pick. Like, way to put the new boss back her up into a corner and say, hey, it's us or we're, you're going to find yourself some new afternoon host for classical. Well, not to mention, especially if... People have gone listening to those particular DJs and that station and you change it to something else, people are going to switch to another rock station. They're not going to stick around unless they like classical. That's the thing. I remember these two country stations I listened to. It was B93, 93.7. And then there was 101.3 WCUZ you know, in Michigan, and they're both country, and pretty much flip-flop between the two of them, those are the main ones, but then eventually one day, I'm just like turning it to 101.3, and I'm hearing like rock music, I'm like, wait, do I have this on the right dial? And I'm like, what happened? 
but no, B93 is still going strong. I mean, I can't hear it here in Texas, but um, people are going to switch just because you're playing classical. I mean, if I don't want to listen to classical, I'm not going to listen to your station anymore. That's just it. I'm just, I'm going to find another station that plays like, you know, classic rock music or old. I wish there was a station out there. I mean, well, that's what Spotify and what is Spotify, is Pandora even around anymore? Or did Spotify kind of take that over? I don't know. But, and you can make your own playlist and everything. But I just, I wish there was a 90s, uh, a, a station that just plays like 80s and 90s country. Like, just like mid to late 80s through, all the way through the 90s country. I mean, early 2000s country isn't bad. I listen to some stuff now, and I'm just like, there might be a song or two I might like, but I could pretty much leave today's country music behind in the desert. Like, mm, no. I know how strongly you feel about rock and roll, but I think we should be flexible. I mean, if Allison Axelrod wants classical music, I think we should be prepared. Okay? All right? Check this out. Flight of the Bumblebee by Rimsky Korsakoff. Again with the chicken, Jess. Joey, focus! Okay, just smack him over the head with that rolled up paper because he ain't able to focus. Yeah, that bit went in way too long. Wow. When it gets a major applause. Look at this bumble brain. Now, see, see, it's not just because I love rock. This is business. I mean, look at these readings. See, people love us out here. I mean, I don't get this axe person. I mean, if she switches over to classical, she doesn't know her axe from a hole in the ground. <laughs> you know something, Jess? We got a great thing going here, and I think we just got to fight to keep it going. My buddy, my all man. Right. All right. Yeah, okay. Shaka yeah, honestly, that scene was just kind of like, uh, went on too long. Especially, I mean, I know that Joey got a standing ovation for the bumblebee thing, but I just was like, can we move on from this, please? So, Liz is just there. She just showed up. And Vicky and Danny walk in the back door with Stephanie and Michelle. It's like, who let her in? Like, your daughter isn't there and Danny's not there, so why, we know, we know why she's there, because she's got a little, uh, Surprise for the up in the girls' room. What is Liz wearing? It's like fuchsia, per, fuchsia pink with like cheetah print, and I'm just like, 
compared to that red blazer looking thing she was wearing where she, you know, I mean, she was in a, accepting an award, so I get it. She wanted to dress, but this is like a, it, it's a hot mess. I don't think it goes good with her hair. I just, I don't like it. I'm going to make a, have to make a list literally of the clothes I have not liked in this episode and rank them like one out of three. Like which one really is the worst? Because this one is not good either. And even Vicky's like, Mom, what are you doing here? She says, oh, I have a surprise in the girls' room. And Stephanie and Michelle are like, a surprise? Oh, I mean, come on. You must know, like, okay, yeah. You don't got to think very hard to know what the surprise most likely is. They uh, get a new design room. And the girls rush up the stairs after Liz and Vicky goes up after them and Danny so like, did I mention I'm not a surprise kind of person like I don't like surprises we know Danny we know you don't like surprises oh my gosh this room oh my gosh I love this room so much it is amazing okay let's go into the deets okay we have when she opens the door it's flush against the wall behind the wall is a built-in bookshelf right by the door is going to be the dresser. It's white. It's got a nice... Hmm, I'm trying to describe this color of blue. It's not teal. Um... Gosh, I really wish I could describe what it is, but, um... Let's just say it's a cloudless sky blue. Let's just call it that. And then we have a different shade of blue with white kind of mixed into it, like kind of a little, uh, it almost looks like kind of like, you know, sponge work they did on the walls a little bit. Like they painted the blue and then they have like the white kind of specks in there. We also have hanging on the wall one of those CD rack things that you just stick to see. And then there looks like there's even one for cassettes that is just under the light switch. There's um, a banner. Um, not the ban what, what do they call that? A border. A uh, border. Of, I don't know if those are little bunnies. I can't tell what they are. But room looks gorgeous. We also have the same type of pinkish peaches what DJ's got in her room. We got a shelving unit that's got a CD stereo. The other little knickknacks there. The little yellow smiley face that we're all familiar with in the 90s. And there's a desk there with some books. It just, it's really, really nice. I really like it. And that's basically, yeah, the desk has moved away from where it normally would sit just between Stephanie's bed in the mirrored closet, but there's a little nightstand there. The audience is woo, woo, woo. Not like romantically, you know, when two people kiss, but just like they like it. And I love Michelle asking, like, I get to live here? It's like, yes, sweetie, you do. And she, yeah, she got her new bed. It's no longer a pencil bed. And of course, we see Michelle's name spelled out above her bed. Both 
Yeah, both Stephanie and Dee, uh, Stephanie and Michelle have matching beds. Same matching comforters. The toy box is gone. It's got the little um, bench in front of it with a little bear. Oh, and little furry Murray. That was Teddy's. We haven't gotten to that episode yet. That's going to be in the best... I think it's the, either the Best Friends segment or Michelle and Friends. One of those two. There's also a little table in the middle with the little high-back white metal chairs. Uh, we got Mr. Bear on the bed. We got a little red hat hanging above the wall. Again, with the ferns, I don't like it. Uh, Tommy Page's picture is gone. They painted... The little white shutters, a nice, what, there's got to be a color between like sky blue and teal. There's got to be like a heavy medium because whatever that color is, that's what color that, that they did. That I just, oh, I love this. It's so gorgeous. And we have a nice dusty rose, white, pink carpet everything is just it goes so good together and I love it so much and Stephanie's like Mrs. Larson it's beautiful each girl does have on their side of the bedroom their own little bookshelf with some little knickknacks in between Stephanie's got a globe in hers and I like Michelle's little clown lamp on her nightstand Oh, I would love to, <laughs> if I were a young kid and not an almost 40-year-old married woman, I would want to live in that room because it is spectacular. I remember when my mom, I had grown up with, like, yellow walls with Sesame Street wallpaper. And then when I was probably about maybe six, five, six, had to have been. She had changed it to, like, some Holly Hobby type of strawberry shortcake-esque Little House on the Prairie bonnet wallpaper with, like, a little girl leaning against a tree. She's got a pail and a book open or something like that and pink walls. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember that day. It's really hazy, but I remember I had a cold. It was rainy outside. And I wanted to go hang out with my older sister and my cousins. And I was there's like, no, you cannot. You have to stay inside. You're sick. And I swear we may even still have an imprint of one of the border pieces of wood that went up on the back porch it, the cement porch I guess it was wet you know with paint and they had laid it out there and on the porch and it had stained like when you picked that up that wood border it left an imprint for like years and years and years I mean I, I might when I go to Michigan next month um I might look and see if it's still there <laughs> it probably might be over after all these years we'll see and they're hugging her just like two girls would hug a grandmother. She's like, oh, I want these girls to be my granddaughters. I love them. We never see Liz again. We never see her again. But as the show does go on, they do kind of, the girls do kind of make this face their own with, later on she's got 
Stephanie's got like the cranberries uh, band poster. I loved the cranberries as a teenager. Favorite, favorite. Really sad that the um, lead singer had passed away. And uh, Sarah McLaughlin, another one. It just, they really kind of make it their own after a while. I think that Michelle um, Fabric name thing against the wall, I think that's even there in season eight. But I swear, wait a minute. When do they get the Smash Club? That's season seven, right? Because I remember her throwing stuff into a toy box. Yeah, when she's bossing, Michelle's bossing Nikki and Alex around, and she's like, I'm sorry, guys, I can't play. I gotta clean my room up. And they start helping her clean her room, and she turns them into little servants. She says, oh, you're welcome, darlings. Oh. And Vicky comes in, and she's just like, oh, Mom, wow. Danny is definitely stunned. He was not expecting this. And he is not happy. I think it's the fact that it's not that he's like, I want you to change it back to what it was, which no way are you going to be able to do that. Yeah, Vicky's like, Mom, it's stunning. Danny, aren't you stunned? He's like, yeah, I am definitely stunned. I mean, as nice as the room is, yes, she did not have Danny's permission to change something in his house. Granted, the girls are happy, so, you know, let them keep the room. Yeah, she says, oh, it's just my way of apologizing for yesterday, Dan. <laughs> Why don't you just apologize? You don't need to change a room. Granted, it's gorgeous and everything, but um, what books do they have up there for Stephanie? Those look like Harlequin romance novels. Those paperbacks. I mean, yes, you're not going to have, like, The Hunger Games up there or, like, Harry Potter because those haven't come out yet. But, Mike, they literally look like, I mean, there's no Nancy Drew up there. Those, they do. They look like Harlequin romance novels just to fill in a space with some books. And she says, you know, I know we didn't get off to such a great start. Well, Liz, you kind of brought that on yourself with your questioning. I mean, right away, she she had her her judgment glasses on. Her scrutinizing, analyzing glasses on when it came to Danny. She was wearing actual glasses. But what is that supposed to be? Oh, is it something to hang, like, jewelry on or necklaces? They're, what are those? They're on top of the dresser. And they, again, with the fake fern flowers, just looks, I don't like those. And Danny's like, Liz, this is really... And she cuts her mom and says, oh, please don't thank me. I just called in some favors. And, they, and some floor samples. And she puts an arm around Stephanie and says, you know, I really like doing it for the girls. You know she wants those girls to be her granddaughters. And Stephanie says, and we really enjoyed having it done for us. Right after Stephanie says that line, you, you see Michelle's expression. Like, she's kind of, like, trying to gauge Danny's reaction. Like... Clearly, she can sense there's some hostility here between Danny and Vicky's mom. Vicky can't under can't see it because she is just beaming from ear to ear and thinking like, "Oh, this is so perfect. This is so great." Like it's not. You need to have a discussion with your mom on boundaries and what is acceptable meddling and what meddling in no form is acceptable. I'll say that right now.
And Danny trying to be polite was like, oh, I'm really happy everyone is enjoying themselves. Vicky, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> Over here in DJ's room. I'm not really a surprise kind of person. Liz? able to stream and pause in the same right where Danny's like hey Vicky can I talk to you for a second there's a little shelving unit we got some old looking books that look like they're gone from an antique store a bunch of old paperbacks that look really worn that's on the bottom of this three shelf built-in shelf above that we have the yellow safe with the red combination lock and above that is what I'm wondering what I'm staring at right now. I don't know whether those are rose flowers, but below it, the vase or whatever that is, those are eyeballs and eyebrows staring directly at me. That looks like somebody took... Like a blown up size picture of possibly Jody Sweden and cut it right across the face at nose level. It really it it does it you it looks like it's a a face cut across the bottom of the nose with the eyes and the eyebrows. You need to see this because that is really creepy. I don't know what that's supposed to be. I don't even think those could be flowers. I don't know what it is, but wow, oh, wow. I just, you see things after you've been viewing them a hundred, but when you do this for like a, a podcast and you're really looking at stuff you've never even really noticed before because you're not really looking for it. <laughs> but yeah. If you have the DVDs or a way to watch and pause, then check this scene out in Designing Mothers. So Danny and Vicky go out in the hallway. He closes the door and they're in the hallway and Vicky says, Danny, is there a problem? And you can kind of hear an echo because you know that these sets are not enclosed on the top. But you can definitely hear an echo when she asks that. Is, yes, there is like an echo. Cause she, and she's surprised. Like, Danny, is there a problem? He's like, yes, there is. And Vicky asked them, why are you smiling? He's like, oh, sorry. Here, let's go in here to DJ's room. 
Well, DJ's not there because she and Steve and Kimmy are out doing whatever. Probably trying to find Kimmy a boyfriend somewhere at the mall picking some random teenager. Here, Kimmy, how about that one? No? What about that guy over there? No? Well, I don't know. We can't help you. Yeah, and Danny goes into the room and... Vicky can tell she is just exasperated. The look on her face is like, oh, she knows Danny's going to blow up at this. She knows. Like, oh, here we go. Danny's blowing this out of proportion. <sighs> yeah, and Danny says, Vicky, your mother had no right to redecorate the girl's room. It's like, yeah, she clearly is overstepping. And Vicky does realize, like, I know my mom can come off a little overbearing. Oh, I know that my mom can come on a little strong sometimes. There's a difference between that and doing something, changing a part of somebody's house without their permission. And But Vicky's like, well, her intentions were good, so I don't see the harm. I mean, Stephanie and Michelle love the room. What's your problem? Okay, Danny, you are going a little over. He's like, you think it's it's totally it's good to re totally rearrange my life? What? You're not sleeping in the room the girls are, and they like it. I mean, I get it. Liz had no right to do that without asking him first. And you know, even if she had asked, I mean, what is flat out said? No, I don't want you doing that. I don't care if the girls want a new room. It's not happening. Yeah, anyway, Vicky's kind of calling him out. I'm like, it's not your life, Danny. Like, get the grip. It's a room, a room that Stephanie and Michelle love. I'm surprised she didn't say, Danny, you need to get over yourself. Yeah, and then she brings up the C word. Like, sometimes, look, we just all need a little change. Okay, Danny, you did not have to go there. He's like, oh, change? What is it with you people and change? And she looks at him like, uh, you people? Excuse me? And Danny's like, yeah, for clarification, you and your mother. And she looks like, my mother? Yeah, when he says, you and your mother. And she does the same thing that Liz does with the, hmm, and the hands on the hips. Danny's eyes are really bugging out of his face. Like, oh my god. He says, you're doing that hmm thing. And she's like, what hmm thing? He's like, that hmm thing. And then, oh my god, you got your hands on your hips. Hips, you're just like your mother. Your mother. Oh, you're pacing. And she's like, what's wrong with pacing? Did we ever see Liz pace at all when she was, like, analyzing, scrutinizing, whatever, Danny? No, we didn't. You got your hands on your hips. I was like, and? She's like, you're acting just like your mother. Oh, well. And she asked, like, and that's a bad thing? He's like, no, 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 it's fine. It just it gives me a little more insight. Yeah, he says it gives me a little more insight into a side of you that I didn't quite know before. You guys aren't even living together. And, um... <laughs> People are going to have traits about themselves that you probably aren't going to recognize until well down the road. They've only been dating, like, what, a year? Like, come on. And the thing is, that's the thing is, you don't, especially if you don't live together before you're married, there are things about your spouse you're going to learn. You're going to learn whether they overreact to things, whether they have a temper, whether they... You know, all these little behavioral things, whether they are confrontational. And 
It's just stuff that's like, you two are two completely different people coming from two totally different ways of how you live. You gotta learn how to give and take and compromise. Otherwise, you're not gonna have a future together. It can't always be about who's wrong and who's right. It just, it can't. It's not about winning it. Just like in breaking up is hard to do in 22 minutes. It's not about who's right. It's not about who's wrong. It's not about winning an argument. It's about understanding that each person comes at something a little differently than the other person. And the best way to kind of solve a situation that you both are in disagreement about. Yeah, and Vicky says, you know, I think I'm seeing a new side of you too. And I think, you know what, I've seen enough of it. He's like, fine, Vicky, if you like that, then just, you don't like it, then go, go. It just like spins around. It's like, oh, really? His hands on his hips. He says, you know, Vicky, if that's the way you feel, then maybe you should just leave. And she already leaves before he even says that. Where they're reacting in irritation and they're not shouting no they are not jesse and becky shouting at each other but um this honestly could have been solved with just talking this out and then it's just like yeah and the fact that she could have brought up the whole he could have said your mother cornered me in the kitchen she brought up the subject of marriage she feels that you're wait you being with me you're wasting your time with someone if marriage isn't on the table within like the next year or so it's just like really this is is a thing where vicky needs to have a talk with her mother and put her in her big girl pants because her mother is overstepping in a way i mean like i said she didn't have a right to do what she did it's nice but again your daughter's just dating this man. She's not married to him. She doesn't own any part of that house. So, yeah. Danny, is there a problem? Yes, there is. Then why are you smiling? Oh, please, please. <laughs> your mother had no right to redecorate the girls' room. Danny, I know she comes on a little strong sometimes, but her intentions were good. You think it's good to totally rearrange my life? It's not your life, Danny. It's a room. A room Stephanie and Michelle love. Look, sometimes we all need a little change. A little change? What is it with you people and change? You people? You and your mother. Hmm. Oh, my God. Danny is way over You're doing that, that hmm thing. What hmm thing? That hmm thing. And oh, oh look, now, now you're pacing. What, what is wrong with pacing? Oh, oh look. You got your hands on your hips. You're acting just like your mother. And that's a bad thing? No, no, I, I think it's fine. It just it gives me a little bit of insight into a side of you that I didn't quite know before. Oh, well, I'm seeing another side of you, too, and I think I've seen enough of it. Oh, really? Well, you know what, Vicky? If that's the way you feel, then maybe you should just leave. All right, so the girls knock on the door as DJ's in bed reading a book with no title <laughs> and no dust jacket, so we don't know what it is. That's pretty nice. That is like, is that a full or is that a queen-size bed that she's got? I don't know. Oh, sleeping with a headband on in their hair. I get it. That's, it matches Stephanie's, you know, nightshirt and night sleep pants or whatever but 
Why are you wearing a headband to bed? Those things create headaches too. I used to have that problem with those, you know, the head, the plastic headbands back in the 90s that had the little uh, sharp little points or indentations on the inside so it would like help it stick in place on your head, but it just felt like it was like digging into your scalp. And it's just like, ugh. those things gave me headaches. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stephanie's like, I cannot sleep in that room. And Stephanie, DJ is looking at Stephanie like, what are you talking about? Vicky's mom just redecorated it. She just redecorated for you, it for you. It's beautiful. And Stephanie says, yeah, I know, but I, I can't go back in there. And DJ looks at her like, what? Well, where do you think you're going to sleep? And... Well, here comes Michelle, like, oh, this'll do just fine. I'd be like, I'm not sharing a bed with you two kids. This bed ain't that big. My God. <laughs> it's only a full. <laughs> like, if you took both your beds and shoved them together, that's how big this bed would be. It's not big enough for a teenager and two tots. So, find a new place to sleep. The couch. Yeah, where are you going to sleep? Oh, this will do, as Michelle brings in two pillows. Yeah, DJ's like, you too? Oh, no. And she gets out of bed and calls for it. Dad, get in here. We have a situation. And Michelle's like, oh, don't worry. When Stephanie snorts, just pinch her nose like this. Like, you guys are not going to be. Oh, what? Yeah, both. Michelle's on one side. Stephanie's on the other. Where's DJ sleeping? In the middle? No, thank you. Then Danny comes in. He's still dressed for <laughs> the... The day, it's like, the girls are all in bed, and he's not even in his, no well, they've all retired for the night. What is it, like, 9 o'clock at night? I don't know. And she's like, Dad, get them out of here, please. And he's like, girls, why aren't you in your new bedroom? They refer to it as the breakup room. Like, that's a breakup room. It made you and Vicky fight. And Stephanie says, how can we go back in there knowing how miserable it made you? It's like, yeah, no, they feel guilty for even liking the room because Danny didn't want to change him in the first place and then it led to him and Vicky fighting and Vicky leaving and it's just like, you know that Liz is shooting daggers at Danny like, I knew, I knew that guy was no good for you, Vicky. I knew it. I could see. Didn't I tell you that, Vicky? <laughs> and Danny is just playing it off like, oh, no, I'm thrilled. I'm happy. I'm just shy and giddy. Go, go sleep in your new room. Uh, Danny is avoiding just like he did after his break, actual breakup with Vicky. Just he was changing things in the house. Now he's saying, oh, all those things I used to do with Vicky, all that time I wasted, and now I have time to put it towards other things. Like scuba diving? Something like that. He's going to try to earn his scuba diving license. You get excited about really cool things I can do all by myself. And they're like, well, like what? Yeah, he's like, uh, scuba diving. And Stephanie's like, scuba diving? Really? That's the best you can come up with? He, he says, girls, get your stuff so you can go in your new room and be as happy as I am. Happy, happy, happy. And they're like, yeah, he's not happy. Like, no, he's not. He's miserable. And he's... Trying to make up all these plans to fill his time so he doesn't have to think about Vicky. But we know that he's just thinking about Vicky all the time. And DJ says after Danny leaves, he's miserable. And Stephanie says, I've never seen him so sad. 
Oh, little Michelle. Did I miss something here? Enter. I can't sleep in that room. What are you talking about? Vicky's mom just redecorated it for you. It's beautiful. I know. But I can't go back in there. What? Where are you going to sleep? <laughs> this will do. You too? Oh, no. Forget it. Dad, we have a situation here. Don't worry. When Stephanie snores, just pinch her off. No, she's not sleeping in there. Neither are you, Michelle. Steph, Michelle, why aren't you in your new room? Dad, we can't go back in there. That's the breakup room. It made you and Vicky fight. How can we go back in there knowing how miserable it made you? Miserable? No, 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 no. I know I'm happy. I'm 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 thrilled. I'm just shy of giddy. Yeah, because you know, all those weekends that I used to get excited about doing things with Vicky, now I can get excited about other things. Really cool things that I I can do all by myself. Like what? Like uh, uh scuba diving. Scuba diving? Girls, come on, get your things together and get into your new room so you can be as happy as I am, okay? Happy, happy, happy. He's miserable. <laughs> I've never seen him so sad. Did I miss something? All right, let's get to KFLH and kind of hopefully wrap this plot up of Jesse and Joey and their rock and roll radio station switching to classical possibly see that's what happens when you work with a bunch of people say people are saying this or that about something and then you go to clarify and find out it's a room like oh i didn't yeah like i'm like oh i heard you fell off a ladder and they're like oh no i didn't fall off a ladder i don't know who said that yeah, it's 95.6 KFLH Radio FM. I remember, gosh, what was I, a sophomore or junior? Maybe, I don't think it was a freshman. Because I got to go and tour WGRD 95. <laughs> 97.9 WGRD um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it was cool. I'd never toured a radio station before. I thought it was cool. So, the guys get to choose their own set of music, or is that not printed out? For There's also a computer in the background. There's a telephone. They don't do... Well, that was in Season 7. This is Season 6. So, Jesse's like, all right, that was a nice set of music for you guys. And he <laughs> said, like, the songs that he lists that he played all have rock and roll in the title. Yeah, that was a nice set of rock and roll music. Emphasis on rock and roll. I love rock and roll. Rock around the clock. Rock a hula baby. And my favorite from the Rockford Files. Uh, the theme from the Rockford Files. Oh, okay. Joey taking on a cockney accent. He's like, rock and roll. Yes, he's signing off saying the word the Rush Hour Renegades rock on. Oh, there's a sign that says no smoking, please. And another one that says no checks cashed. So I guess you can. What is that? A red bush? That's a red button. It's a, I think it says like do not push or something. It must be emergencies only. And of course, Jesse. It says that was for the axe, pointing at Joey. 
And Joey's like, yeah, that's right. We go down, we go down rocking, buddy. <laughs> and Joey, just sit down. We don't need to do the whole John Travolta staying alive, high five, low five, over the shoulder, under the leg five. It's just like, don't start with that, please. So, of course, we see Allison Axelrod talking to Artie, an older gentleman that probably looks like in 92, he'd probably be close to retirement handing him a slip of paper and the guy kind of adjusts, adjusts his glasses nervously and then just sadly walks off thinking that she's handing out like pink slips like you've been fired. But the guy looks so happy when he takes a yellow envelope and then he looks sad and then just walks off. And Jesse tells us the guy's been working here at the radio station for 31 years. And here they throw him out like a pair of old disco boots. Yeah, the guy like takes his glasses off and like sadly the set. Oh my god, just break that poor man's heart. They're watching all this through that window of the hallway there. Like, oh, she is heartless and cold. She is heartless and cold. But Joey finds her attractive. She actually, she plays Martha Quinn in another episode where Jesse has this weird dream. Uh, wait, uh, yeah. Well, no, wait a minute. It's Captain Video Part 2, I think, of the Season 5 finale. I remember that. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're not going to have a gas attack, are you? To Jesse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Her outfit. Whew. <laughs> it's like, um... A shirt-pant combo that's, like, uh, dark blue with white polka dot. What is with them, them dressing the people this episode? It's just, I've never seen more worse outfit of the episodes, but I'm going to have to whittle all that down and just give my top three. Yeah, she says, hi, I'm Allison Axelrod. You must be Joey, and you must be Jesse. And she's polite. She shakes her hands. And, of course, she's right away. She This episode is definitely about changes, people coming in and making changes. She, and she says, I have decided to make a few changes. So, Joey, this is for you, and Jesse, this is for you. And Jesse right away thinks they're both being let go, and he jumps in there with, how dare you? Yeah, he says... Let me tell you something. I grew up on this station, okay? Yeah. He's like, you were playing the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the Who. That's where I learned about rock and roll. I thought he learned it from sneaking into the Smash Club when he was young. Many musical play please. Oh, there's even a poster of the Beach Boys. Or is that a music cut? I can't tell. And Jesse says, if you're going to ruin the best station in town, you can do it without us because we quit. Come on, Joey. And Joey does his whatever Kosnikov flight of the bumblebee. And Jesse just looks at him and is like, you traitor. And he just, Jesse walks out. <laughs> the way that Allison is looking at Joey like, you are a weirdo. You are weird. Why are you doing this? And as soon as Jesse slams the door and walks out in the hallway, Allison turns to Joey and says, well, if he's going to quit, I need that parking pass back. And he's like, a uh, parking pass? He's like, yeah, I just thought it would be nice to assign parking spaces to everybody. Which, I don't know, that would irritate me. Just, just park wherever. Yeah, I thought we'd go on an assigned parking system. Why? 
Are you sharing a parking lot with another company? Are you complaining about not getting a spot up front? He's afraid like if everyone came in all at once, they'd all get jumbled up and just this would make it a lot easier. She starts crying and Joey's consoling her. She's like, it's my first day and I'm just trying to be nice. And Joey, excuse me, like, excuse me, I need to head someone off at the elevator. And Joey says, I'll give you another hug when I get back. Yeah, because he's got a crush on her. And we do see that in another episode, the dating game. He has a crush on his boss. I heard him, I heard him say Jess. He did not say John. So, Allison sees Joey and Jesse arguing in the hallway and Joey keeps pointing down like you need to look inside this envelope you open the envelope and pull out that you see yes it's a parking bag and Joey Jesse is like oh 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 yes I see it <laughs> he's smiling holy up like yeah I see it now okay great a parking pass that's wonderful and then they admit like they did hear the rumors about the station switching to classical and Allison is just like, I don't know how that rumor got started, but that is not true. Like, <laughs> I can't even stand classical music. <laughs> he smiles and he mouths parking pass and he looks into the station, into the room at Allison. He's smiling. Oh, stupid me. <laughs> I overreacted, didn't I? <laughs> he and Danny both. <laughs> and Dan, Jesse comes in like, oh, F-13, great, great spot of the car in front of me. Woo, great view of the car in front of me. And Allison is like, did you guys seriously think I was going to fire you? And they're all like, no, no. Yeah, and Jesse's like, well, no, not that we believed it. We heard this vicious, silly rumor that you were firing everybody and switching to classical music. And Allison is just like, why would I do that? And Jesse says, well, we, we heard you had this moniker, you know, the axe. He's going to do the sweeping motion with his hand. And she says, oh, I hate that name. I don't know how it got started. And Jesse's like, here, let me give you some advice. If you're handing out parking spots, maybe not make the slips pink because we thought you were firing Artie. Turns out she did fire Artie. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, the guy is dead weight. The axe motion. It's like, you just said you hate that nickname. She's like, see ya. That man has been there for 31 years. How exactly is he dead weight again? Oh my gosh. But hey, they still have a job, so <laughs> they're okay with it. It's like, that whole, as long as it's not us. <laughs> We're still here. All right, Joseph, that was a pretty good set. We did uh, rock and roll music. I love rock and roll, rock around the clock, rock a hula baby, and my favorite theme from the Rockford Files. Rock and roll! With a rush hour renegades. The news is next. Rock on. <laughs> that was for the axe. That's right. We go down, we go down rocking, buddy. Shock up, rock. Shock up, rock. Sit down, Joey. I'm not doing that again. Jess, Jess, look. Look, talking to Artie. It's got to be the axe. I bet she's giving out pink slips. Poor Artie. The guy's been working here 31 years and they throw him out like a pair of old disco boots. <laughs> Boy, she is cruel. Oh, that poor man. She's heartless. 
She is cool. Can you give a reason as to because and he's really dead? really cute. Hi. Hi. I'm Allison Axelrod. Joy Gladstone. Hi. Hi. And you must be Jesse. Yeah, I must be. I have decided to make a few changes, and these are for you. Jesse and Joey. Let me tell you something. I grew up on this station, KFLH, okay? You were playing the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the Who. That's why I learned about rock and roll right here. If you're going to ruin the best station in this town, that's fine with me, but you can do it without us because we quit. Let's go, Joseph. Joey, what are you doing? Flight of the Bumblebee by Rinsky Kosaka. <laughs> Traitor. If he's going to quit, I'm going to need that parking pass back. <laughs> parking pass? Yeah, I thought we'd go on the signed parking system. You know, I, I just was afraid that if everybody came in all at once and then they'd all get jumbled up and, you know, it's my first day and I'm just trying to be nice. That's, that's okay. It's, all, it's okay. You know what? Uh, excuse me. I gotta head someone off at the elevator. I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another hug when I come back. Uh, hold on, <laughs> F13, what a great spot. Thanks. It's, it's, it's a great spot. I got a perfect view of the car in front of me. Thank you. Did you guys think I was going to fire you? No, absolutely no. It's just that, not that we believed it, but we heard this vicious, silly rumor that, uh, you know, you were going to fire everybody and switch to classical. Oh, why would I do that? I don't know. I mean, this, we heard you had this, this moniker, you know, the, uh, the axe. I hate that name. I don't know how it got started. Let me just give you a little piece of advice. I mean, if you're going to give out new new parking spots, you shouldn't make them pink because we thought you were firing Artie. Oh, I did. The guy is dead weight. What? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even give a reason. Oh, there's a sign to the right of the door. In the lower right corner that says, please handle these records with care. They are personally owned. Someone brought in their own collection. It's just like, hey, you're going to play these records. Please handle them like they are made of glass and they can break. Because they can break because they're records. Okay, I know, maybe a smidge biased, but I think we got a runner for best outfit. Stephanie, I'm just going to hold off and wait. Okay, so... Stephanie and DJ are, Stephanie and Michelle, I'm sorry, are hanging out on the couch. I guess Michelle was being lookout like, oh, here comes Dad. All right, just follow the plan. Sit on the couch and just act nonchalant like you don't have a care in the world. You're not doing much. Just hanging. Look casual. So he's like, hey, girls, how, how's it going? What are you up to? Like, oh, hey, Dad. Not much. How are you doing? He's carrying a black trash bag that has his scuba outfit in it. A black trash bag. You don't... Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's his wetsuit. He signed up for scuba lessons. Okay, cool. And he's like, oh, I, I gotta... I can't wait to be underwater and not thinking about Vicky. And Danny says, I gotta go find a cold ocean. 
So he heads upstairs, and the girl's like, oh, see you later, Dad. <laughs> so DJ comes in, and she's like, hey, how's Dad doing? And somebody says, oh, he's doing great. He's going to be even better because we have a plan, Michelle and I, to get him and Vicky back together. And DJ's like, hey, you two? <laughs> yeah, right. Michelle says, we got a plan. And DJ says, you two came up with a plan? You can't even match your own socks. And Stephanie says to DJ, for your information, it's a well-thought-out, sophisticated, extremely sophisticated and intelligent plan. Yeah, they called Vicky and told her that Michelle got her head stuck in a fence. Of course, we hear sirens, so I'm like, oh boy. DJ's like, that's insane. No one's going to believe that. Apparently, Vicky did because she has the fire department with her. And it doesn't dawn on Stephanie. Like, wow, that sounds close. They're literally right at your door. And Vicky says, open up, girls. I got the fire department. She arrived at the same time. Did she ride there with the fire department to the house? And Stephanie's eyes, like, bug out. Like, oh, my gosh. The fire department's here. If they don't see a girl with a with her head stuck in a fence, we're going to look like idiots. And DJ's like, oh, you're way past that. And Stephanie asks DJ to saw them, like, and she pulls Michelle along, like, come with me, Michelle. We gotta find a spot in the fence to stick your head through. <laughs> and Michelle says, can we talk about this? Like, hey, you're the one who agreed to the plan, sweetie, so you gotta see it through. Here comes Dad! Great. This is going like clockwork. Now, just a good idea. Look casual. <laughs> Someone did. Wow, that sounds close. Open up, girls. I've got the fire department. The fire department's here. They don't see a girl stuck in the fence. We're going to look like idiots. Oh, you're way past that. Girls, stall Okay, come on, back here. Can we talk about this? All right, so we're in the backyard, and Stephanie pries apart to of the slats in the fence and she says okay michelle stick your head in and michelle's like yeah right i'm not doing that and I, <laughs> stephanie says just do it i thought she was gonna pull a jesse and go just put your head in the fence huh <laughs> but she didn't and michelle's like oh you are so bossy we get to see the other side of the fence aka kimmy's backyard and the other side of the fence is painted with bright Crazy Kimmy colors, because Kimmy is into bright, crazy colors. <laughs> Kimmy's wearing black and white 
plaid shirt with a red cooking apron. She's wearing a chef's hat. She's standing at a large rounded outside grill in the corner. There's a lot of ferns and leavery on her side too. Don't shoot the cook. And Kimmy's like, hey, Twerp, this is private property. And Michelle says, shh, I'm in the middle of a plan. Ow, Kimmy, get that out of her face. She's like, oh, as long as you're here, do you like grilled sardines? And Michelle's like, oh, get that out of my face. And <laughs> I love how the DJ's like trying to stall them. Are you sure you don't want a nice brand muffin? And Vicky goes over to Michelle, who you can clearly see. The the fence slats are pried apart and she's just sticking her head. It's like you can open and, and pull them apart and put them back together again. Those things are, it's so fake. Like, oh, Michelle, are you okay? And Stephanie's like, kids, they'll stick their heads in the darndest places. As Michelle rolls her eyes on the other side of the fence. And here comes Danny in his wetsuit and flippers and his snorkel headgear. Even has the price tag on it. What in the world? He's like, what is going on around here? And the guy with the ass says, you tell us, Aquaman. And Vicky says, Michelle is stuck in the fence. And Danny takes off his headgear and says, what? And this guy clearly has been in this situation before. This fireman is like, hey, everybody stand back. I got this. All right, let's chop her out. Like, this always works. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and Michelle's like, chop? Okay. She pulls her head out of the fence. Plan is over. I'm not continuing with this anymore. And he's like, come on, Gus, let's chop her out. Our thoughts get really big. Chop? She pulls her head out of the fence, looks at Stephanie, says, all right, plan is over. I'm not doing this anymore. And clearly this is something, like, kids do this, and it's like, all you gotta do is say, let's chop him out, chop her out, and the kid pulls the head back in, like, eh, this thing, the chop works every time. And Vicky is apologizing to the fireman, like, I am so sorry, the girls called and said that Michelle had her head stuck in a fence, and I panicked, and I'm sorry to waste your time. And Danny also apologizes and says, I'm sorry, too, because I don't know why my daughters are acting so weird. And this guy, with it, he's like, well, I could take a guess as he looks Danny up and down in his scuba gear or wetsuit. He calls them gentlemen, okay? I thought he said officers, like they're firemen. And Danny is like, yeah, girls, you know better than to say something's an emergency when it's not. And Stephanie's honest here. She says, we're so sorry. We just made up that story to get Vicky over here so you guys could make up. And Michelle says, hey, next time you come up with a plan, Stephanie, use your own head. Not mine. Thank you. Quick, stick your head in. Yeah, right. <laughs> just do it. You are so bossy. <laughs> This is private property. Shh, I'm in the middle of a plan. Well, as long as you're here, do you like grilled sardines? Ew. Are you sure you wouldn't like
like a nice bran muffin? Oh, there she is. Oh, Michelle, are you okay? Kids, they'll stick their heads in the darndest places. <laughs> hey, what is going on out here? You tell us, Aquaman. Michelle's stuck in the fence. What? All right, everybody stand back. Come on, Gus, let's chop her out. Chop! Red is works every time. I am so sorry. The girls called and said that Michelle's head was stuck in the fence. I thought it was an emergency. Yeah, I'm sorry too, gentlemen. I have no idea why my daughters are acting so weird. I could take a guess. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, girls, you know better than to say something's an emergency unless it really is. I'm sorry. Well, you made up that story to get Vicky to come over so you two would make up. Next time you have a plan, do your own head. And Danny says, Vicky, I'm so sorry about this, but thank you for being so concerned about Michelle. I kind of like Vicky's hair here because it looks like it's been kind of pulled back just a little bit. And I don't know whether it's just out in the backyard where there's more lighting, but her hair just seems better here than what it was indoors. And she says, no problem. And then she turns to go, and he's like, oh, Vicky, uh, listen. Okay, so oh, he does mention, like, oh, you know, since we broke up, uh, I haven't been myself. And she kind of looks at him like, well, yeah, I'm not judging by what you're wearing, yeah. He says, well, you're certainly dressing differently. And I, Danny is so bashful here. And embarrassed. He's like, you know, I, I took up scuba, scuba diving to try to get my mind off how much I missed you. And she asks, did it work? And he's like, well, no, I mean, the chafing distracted me for a while. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Oh. And Danny says, you know, I'm sorry. Look, I know your mother had good intentions, but I'm not ready for that kind of change. And Vicky says, look, if it bothers you so much, just go back to the old wallpaper. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. And Danny says, it's, it's not the girl's room that I'm talking about. I'm talking about marriage. And Vicky looks at him surprised, like, well, who's talking about marriage? And Danny says, oh, your mother. I love Vicky's reaction when she's like, who's talking about marriage? Who's talking about marriage? Because that definitely isn't on her mind. And Danny's like, well, your mother. And I love how Becky, Becky, excuse me, how Vicky, how Vicky just kind of rolls her eyes and she's like, just, I'll kill her. <laughs> and she says, you know, she's honest. She says, just because my mother brought up the subject of marriage doesn't mean I'm ready to talk about it. And Danny's happy now. I was like, okay, well, everything's out there. Everything's settled. Everything's out in the open. And I love how she puts a hand on her hip, kind of looking at Danny like, oh, no, no, no. There's still some other things we need to address. And he's like, oh, everything's not settled. And she looks at him and is like, why didn't you tell me about this earlier, like, that this was bothering you? Like, we could have went, not had this whole charade. I wouldn't have had the fire department. We wouldn't have, like both stormed off in anger we wouldn't have broken up 
yeah, change can really be scary. And he's like, everything was just happening so fast and changing so fast. I just, I didn't know how to deal with it. And she tells him, you know, change doesn't have to be a bad thing. But you see the hurt in Danny's eyes when he says change is really difficult for me, Vic. And I'm just thinking of, you know, when he lost Pam and just everything changing from, you know, him having to bring in Jesse and Joey and raise the girls and just, you know, going on without his spouse being there. And it just, oh, I just said that, that hurt. It, it does hurt. It's just, you see the pain in his eyes and in his, his voice, just that change is really difficult for me. And he says, I've been using the same oven mitt for 12 years. And she says, you know, I was thinking more along the lines of our relationship. You know, it's not going to grow without change. And Danny says, you know, I can deal with change as long as we can do it together. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not talking about getting married anytime in the future and stuff. But, you know, their di long distance relationship is something eventually they are going to address, have to address. Because it's like, you're way over in Chicago. I'm in California. I mean, they've been making it work so far with, you know, they come, she comes out there a couple times a month. He goes out to Illinois a couple times a month. So they're making it work. And he says, I love you, Vicky. And she looks up at him and says, I love you too. They hug and they say how much they've missed each other. So Danny's like, I gotta get out of this wetsuit. It is really starting to bunch. I'm sure it probably is. And I'm sure it's chafing. And Danny says, uh, sweetheart. And she's like, yes. Uh, you're standing on my flipper. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's gonna have to help him not fall in those flippers. Like, help him over to that little bench over there on the porch. And, like, get those flippers off at least. And, you know, help him unzip that wetsuit he's like he's probably like okay well that was less of i'm not doing this again it was a way to distract me from missing my girlfriend and we're back together so i don't need to do well they could do that together they could there you go they could that is a a, a new thing for them they could go scuba diving vicky i'm sorry about this Thanks for being so concerned about Michelle. No problem. Vicki, listen. Um, since we broke up, I, uh, I really haven't been myself. Well, you're certainly dressing differently. Well, I started taking up scuba diving to try to keep my mind off how much I missed you. Did it work? No, but the chafing distracted me for a while. I'm sorry. I'm sure your mother had great intentions, but I'm, just, I'm not ready for that kind of change. If it bothers you so much, go back to the old wallpaper. No, no, it's not the girls' room. I'm, I'm talking about marriage. Marriage? Who's talking about marriage? Your mother. I'll kill her. <laughs> Danny, just because my mother brought up the subject of marriage doesn't mean that I'm ready to talk about it. Well, then everything's settled. Everything's not settled. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me what was really bothering you? I don't know. Everything was just changing so fast that I just, I didn't know how to deal with it. Well, change doesn't have to be a bad thing. Change is really difficult for me, Vicki. 
I've been using the same oven mitt for 12 years. I was thinking more about our relationship. <laughs> it won't grow without change. Well, I can deal with change, but we can do it together. I love you, Vicky. I love you, too. You know what? I, I gotta get out of this suit. It's really starting to bunch. Sure. Oh, uh, sweetheart? Yes. You're standing on my flipper. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be out of All right, so best outfit of the episode, I am definitely going to go with Stephanie's blue and white. Plaid shirt or flannel. So, yeah, first she gets first place, and then I would have to say Vicky gets second place with her purplish, pinkish plaid blazer. And then for worst outfit, I'm going to go with, um, hmm, let's see here. I think I'm. <laughs> they're all so horrible. <laughs> uh, let's just go with. Mm, first place is going to be Michelle's white shirt with all those little buttons on, multicolored buttons. Second place, I'm going to give that to Liz's. Like fuchsia, magenta, pink with the cheetah print, like turtleneck she was wearing. And then third place, I think I'm going to have to give that to the. I think I'm going to give it to Allison, uh, Joey, and Jesse's new boss with that. It was like a blue, like shirt pant combo with white polka dots it was just absolutely horrid so yeah that was the episode guys i hope you really enjoyed it tanner teachable moment is if you are a parent and you have grown kids don't i'm trying to meddle in their relationships whether they're married or whether they're dating it's not up to you to determine whether or not your child's future significant other or significant other has got marriage planned, whether they're going to propose or you don't need to be even asking them that question because it's really none of your business. And it's just, yeah. And also Tanner teachable moment for look, new management comes into businesses sometimes and either you got to roll with the changes or odds are you going to have to find another job. I don't know. I honestly, that it's that in itself is a very dicey situation, but, and you don't like Liz was way overstepping in a way that she shouldn't have been. That is a big undertaking is redoing someone's room. That was replacing carpet, replacing, you know, beds, mattresses, taking apart that poor pencil bed, RIP, pencil bed. And um, that, I don't know how much money, she said she called in favors, something about floor samples. 
That looked like more than floor samples there. That looked like... What kind of, what, what did she mean when she said she called in favors? Exactly. I got some people that still owe me money for the renovations I've done on their places. And they can just pay me off by, you know, working on this room, this project here or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. But my goodness. All right. So, of course, let's see. Fuller House. I got to make sure I get the correct episode. And I got to find out when... Michael Campion's birthday actually is July 26th. Okay. So, yes, we would be going to, gosh, was it season four that that happened? Driving Mr. Jackson, season four, episode eight. This aired, you know, when it dropped, December 14th. Jackson and Ramona's first high school party, which we don't see any of that. We only see the aftermath. Has major consequences when Jackson got drunk. Becky and Jesse team up to host an award show where a big win goes to... Oh my gosh, that's right! That thing where Stephanie has said about how Matt's business hadn't even been open for two weeks and he's winning an award. She says, I had a girlfriend for longer than that. And the look on... Like, that was clearly Candace being shocked. Candace who plays DJ. But yeah, there, that's that episode that's going to come towards the end of July. So, and then of course, in August, we have the Sisters Part 2 double feature, which will have Season 4's The Hole in the Wall Gang and Season uh, season five's uh, Sisters in Crime. So look forward to those. Also, a, another. I can, I can never remember what the name of that episode is. Another opening, another no show. Why do I always. I can never remember. I mean, I can remember the another no-show part, but I can't remember the first half of the title of that episode, so. Alright, I hope you get like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I will be back at the end of the month with the birthday tribute episode to Michael Campion, who plays Jackson Fuller. Have a great day, a great weekend, and if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to and you haven't yet and you want to leave a review, go to iTunes or your podcast app, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast, click on All My Land to Holy Chalupas, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.